Frank, let's do it. Let's talk about what every other podcast in the entire world is talking about. Oh, yeah. It's time. Android P, right? That is cor- no, no. You skip You skip that one, and you go oh. right to Q. Oh, Android Q. No, yeah, we're not talking about that. Come on. That would be terrible. <laughs> we're going to talk about iOS 11 because, no, we're going to talk about the phone because it's a 10, and it's an 8, and it's all confusing, and we need to talk it through. There's four Ks and there's OLEDs <laughs> and there's, <laughs> so there's many X codes and there's Swiss and there's a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, yo. <laughs> there's a new retail store. Let's talk about the new retail store. No, let's not. Okay. Um, so, Isn't that, is that your favorite part of the keynote? Is that is that why you brought it up? I would say that probably my favorite part of any keynote is when we take about the first 15 minutes and just talk about the retail experience. How is the retail experience. Well, let me tell you how the retail experience is great. It's spectacular. There's going to be a new store on the I, Cupertino I believe it's campus. called a town square now or oh. something. They're not called stores, I don't think, anymore. Yeah. I see. I see. It's the village or something. So we're talking about the <laughs> Apple event that happened last week, obviously. And you were in you were in Europe or you were on a flight. How did you watch this thing? <laughs> Well, I wanted to watch it on a flight. I was promising everyone drunken tweets on this flight until, uh, sad trombone, they didn't have Wi-Fi on the flight. Classic. Way for me to not look ahead. Classic. Classic. (laughs) So I landed after a beautiful 11-hour flight and somehow managed to stay awake for two more hours and watch the keynote in kind of a daze. That I think I remember most things. Yeah, that's we'll impressive. <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah, I think that uh, that I've been on those flights, so I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about there. So, you, yeah, I I always thought that like going west was easier, but going uh, going, going west is terrible. <laughs> going west is they're both terrible. That's what I like. I'm yeah. I'm old now, and what I'm realizing <laughs> is that it's all terrible, yeah. essentially. Um, <laughs> Well, so, okay, let's break this down. And I think, you know, we still want the developer spin on things. So to mm-hmm. me, you know, because I, I don't want this to be like, here's a recap of X, Y, Z, <laughs> but you're going to get our feelings on it. But I want to go a little bit developer because not only did the Apple event happen where they released a series of new things that we're going to discuss today, but they also released new developer tools out into the wild. I actually installed them on my machine. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about my dev setup, which is a cluster uh, over here. I feel like I I didn't tweet, but I went into our Slack channel. I go, my machines are just all destroyed right now. Everything is, who knows what's installed where at this point. Um, It's not even just on the Apple side. I have a million Visual Studios also. So so I have, um, I I was really disciplined at the beginning of the summer. Uh, I think we've talked about it before. You keep the beta separate on different machines and that way you keep it cordoned off. But by the end of the summer at this point, uh, no, I just have betas on random machines, on random devices. They're all on different versions. Yeah, it's a mess. So I'm going to spend the next week installing operating systems i think yeah, that, that's exactly what's happening it's it's a hot mess but it's okay it's okay yeah now we're used to it this opened up with a very i don't know how yours if you didn't watch it back in real time but it originally opened up with like this actual cinematic of the steve jobs um theater with the whole new thing going on and then it, like cut to blank screen and then they came back on and the whole introduction which we won't talk about was really there was a little bit of focus on retail but everything opened up with a tribute to steve jobs and to talk about the new campus and the new theater and things like that and i thought it was good i thought that you know tim did a good job um it's it's still sad i think to um bring up those um to bring it bring it up again you know we you know we know um well, I, I, I'm never going to say I don't want to see a time, uh, uh, um, a time to think about Steve Jobs again. It's always good, yeah. you know. Reflect on that. That's always good. He had some good. But quotes. I wasn't ready for the shock no. of like I was all excited for a keynote here, and then it's like, oh, let's bring it down and talk about Steve. Yeah. But it is. It's a beautiful theater, though. It's just concrete and glass in a circle, but you know that's so apple so it's beautiful yeah <laughs> um but it, it was an okay intro i i, I would prefer an upbeat one yeah. <laughs> I, I prefer an upbeat one too but i think that i think it was if you're gonna do it right now is the perfect time with kind of the anniversary of the iphone with the launch of the the new ones but also the launch of the steve jobs theater 
Um, they did talk about the new um, the new headquarters, which I think is interesting. I've heard ups and downs of mm-hmm. what people think of it. I don't want to go into topics. I mean, we, I I work at Microsoft, so there's a bajillion buildings. Oh, it's not okay. one big building. So, we so have, I could talk about it because I'm independent. We have a hundred. <laughs> no, it's all hearsay so far. I don't think too many people are actually moved into the building. Yeah. So we'll, we'll wait for the medium yeah. blogs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll see what the inside source says. But they opened up strong with the Apple Watch. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is this is a weird one because I heard this rumor. I think there were a lot of rumors going around before this thing that they were adding cellular to the watch. Mm-hmm. And at first, I had no idea why you would want that. And then during the presentation, they announced it. We have cellular on the watch. And I still found myself asking why I want that. But then I started thinking it through. It's just, I, I think then you tweeted something like, you're going to go watch only now. Yeah, watch only. Why even have a phone at this point? Because you can make calls, you can answer your calls from your surfboard. This is what's on the website. They did it live, (laughs) actually there. And and you just the SIM card is built in. It's like a custom built crazy SIM card thing, and it's like the same size. So why even bother with the cell phone? I can get everything from my watch. That just means you haven't used Siri enough, I think. <laughs> or I haven't used. Um, We're getting there. We're getting I haven't there. Used watch OS enough to actually realize that there's nothing good without a watch that you can do, or without a phone. Uh, you know, <laughs> I have a mixed relationship with the watch. Um, I actually don't use it very much, but I, when I do use it, I really do appreciate it. But I still have the old series zero mm. or negative one or whatever they call that first one, and so I'm really debating. Like, this watch is actually fine. Yeah. <laughs> It's really just, it does very well. And so I'm debating whether I actually need this updated watch. But they did announce it has a faster processor. And apps actually load a lot faster. And who doesn't want that, yeah, right? Who doesn't want that? I but want it. No, I don't want is it. 400 hours want? You know, I'm debating. But um, yeah, the, the internet connection, though, that that's pretty sweet. But yeah, I really like their demo. I thought that it's it makes the perfect... Is the perfect thing. You know, Android's actually had this built in for a while. Just saying. But they actually <laughs> took a phone call. Um, someone that was doing a, on a, on a standing board, <laughs> which is very Seattle. Board. And, uh, and I also noticed that the digital crown is red for some reason. On this oh, my phone. God. What is up with that? I don't know. They put this giant red clown nose on it for yeah, some reason. I don't understand it. Why? I, don't know. I thought it was maybe it was just on one edition of it, but no, it's on every one of yeah, them. Yeah, so they didn't talk much <laughs> about Watch OS four, which is coming, which is coming out as well with this phone on nine twenty two. I'm assuming that there's going to be some new APIs so people can continue to do things. And they did show that you can yeah. stream your favorite songs when you run. You can, you know, pair it with the mm-hmm. W two chip, so you can pair it directly with your um, AirPods, which are cool. There's an altimeter, altimeter, what? Altimeter, altimeter, No, that's good because it can um, uh, count your flights upstairs now. Mm-hmm. It measures the pressure and does all that magic for you. Yep. That's kind of a cool feature. Yeah. I guess I'd want that. My favorite feature, though, is that <laughs> the screen is the antenna. Weird, huh? Yeah. That was, this is Apple showing off their, like, uh, was, look what know, we can do. Look what we can do. Board. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Engineer board. <Yeah. laughs> it totally is. Um, that, yeah. Uh, did they say if it's still waterproof or not? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. Literally, when you go to the watch OS three, it's it's somebody swimming underwater with the watch on. Oh yeah. Okay. So, so this thing can still get. It, awesome. Yeah, you're you're definitely going to be able to do all that jazz. And you know, I'm not a watch person. I don't have an Apple Watch. I don't have an Android. I've had Android watches. I'm not a watch person. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's my problem. Don't I don't really I care. We're, we're young. We're millennials. What are watches? I'm a little bit. What are, I don't even know what a watch is. Does it? I don't know. They're nice when traveling, though. That that's what I found them useful for. When you're like getting navigation instructions, or you know, just getting a million text yeah. messages from people, that, that kind of situation. Uh, but um, you're talking about APIs from a developer's perspective. I noticed that uh, Core ML can run on Ooh. the watch, which is kind of exciting. So you can run your neural networks on the watch. Still haven't figured out a good application for that, but I, I'm excited by the thought. Yeah, I don't even know. What would you do with that? Yeah, uh, I think I've seen a. I saw one demo that was pretty cool. It was um, counting your sit-ups, burpees, and push-ups. Uh. 
So you just do those as you would normally do those, and it's just detecting you. It's watching the accelerometer and such, and it's just doing like a, a count for you. Got it. So just a quick way to do that kind of stuff. Exercise yeah. apps, you know, watchy Wa- stuff. Watchy things. <laughs> I think at least if anything, they are, you now have access to core Bluetooth, it looks like. I think the audio mm-hmm. is much improved, so things like Overcast will be much improved. They have yeah. new background modes for navigation and audio recording. So that's kind of cool, I think, in general. And also for the fact that with the alt- altimeter, bar- barometric <laughs> altimeter, <laughs> I think that that'll unlock some new apps around. They were mentioning snowboarding and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you, so you don't do any any of that fitness tracking? I know you're kind of a fitness person, but do you do any of that kind of tracking or do you have a separate device for it? I use Strava for right. my bicycle riding. Got it. Yeah. Yes. And that's kind of an easier case because that's just measuring you with GPS for yes. the most part. Yeah. But, you know, it could count your number of pedals number what do you call that yeah. <laughs> strokes i don't know uh, <laughs> rotations 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 yeah. per minute i could tell you that yeah i love though on the watch os website that it says take advantage of rich graphics and support for speaker audio inline video sprite kit scene kit game center for turn-by-turn <laughs> gaming and a can you believe kit. it all the hacks i had to do to make spacey work on that stupid watch and now they just all have all the game apis running on it what a I good think, little device. I think with a, a heart rate, I think what would be a really cool, now that you have all these APIs, now when we talk about the APIs, what I think is unique here about the watch is that you have access to all these things like the heart rate, gyro, you have the altimeter, all those things. I think you can make a really cool game of that, like like heart rate, <laughs> you know, like if you p- pair that with some visual element, imagine if you were playing Resident Evil and there was some <laughs> element, I just banged a chair over here, but imagine that you had some visual some visual element and then you actually had some other element of keeping your heart rate down or it like does certain <laughs> things based on that. It could be like a nice complimentary accessory. Oh yeah, that was one of my uh, friend and I had this idea of yeah, you just have the game was slow your heart rate down, so mm-hmm. whoever could just <laughs> bottom out their heart rate. But uh, did you see that announcement? They also had was uh, the watch would track you in the background. Oh yeah, and let you know if your heart rate accelerates when you're not actually moving. And everyone like I guess people clapped because it's a good. I don't know what, like heart attack detector or something. But mm. for me, I was like, oh, good. It's going to measure my anxiety and stress. Good. <laughs> so it's just going to beep at me whenever I stress out. And then it's going to be a positive feedback loop. And it'll be kind of hilarious. Yeah. I think anyone that, pre- that. <laughs> presents professionally that wears an Apple watch, you're going to have to take off your Apple watch because it'll be like beeping as you're presenting. Yeah. 120 BPM. I'm just standing here. <laughs> Yeah, I am intrigued, I would say, about what they're doing with watchOS. I think, you know, they also said it's the number one watch in the world, et cetera, et cetera. It's grand. Um, It's a nice watch. Yeah. It's a nice watch. I don't know. I'm not a watch person. I'm not. Watches are stupid. Watches are stupid. They're not stupid. I like like the text messages, and I hate Siri. You know what a watch needs to do? What? Is... It needs to tell you what time it is. And if it can do that, then I'm impressed. You know, with watchOS 4, it often doesn't tell me what time it is. If oh, I'm playing a podcast or something and I bring it up, it shows me the podcast controls and I can never find the time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is a feature. That's a feature. <laughs> yeah. All right. So enough watch. I'm over this watch. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> because, you know, my no. favorite- my favorite thing, actually, Frank, is not what's on my wrist. It's what's on my TV. Uh, you know, Americans and people around the world, so all <laughs> human beings spend a lot of time in front of the TV. And yep. finally, Apple is on the 4K HDR train. And I don't care because I don't have a 4K TV. Do you have a 4K TV? I care a lot because I just spent a lot of money on a new 4K TV. So this is very exciting for me. Um, I'll be honest, I actually don't use the Apple TV very much. I mostly use it for like uh, screen mirroring uh, whenever friends are over, just playing around like that kind of stuff. Every so often, I guess I'll rent a movie on iTunes. But up to this point, I've been stuck using my TV's built-in software, which oddly enough has been pretty decent. But it would be nice to have... um, a proper 4K Apple TV, because every time I switch over to it, I see the big blocky pixels, you know, the big boulders oh, yeah. around. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And then 
uh, the HDR. I don't know if this is <laughs> a placebo effect or what, but I love HDR <laughs> because it's just so bright. The yeah, the contrasts you can get out of these modern TVs. Yeah, and impressive. it really makes. I watch a lot of science fiction, so it makes space stuff really good looking. Yeah, the, those those darks, those yeah. blacks are real black. Um, <laughs> That's the, those 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 grays are real gray. So I'm excited for this. Um, yeah, but and overall, it's it's a minor upgrade, right? It's mm-hmm. going to 4K, and <laughs> it had to because that's where the world's going. It's whatever. I think it's running the same processor as the iPad Pro now. I'm pretty sure. I think that's what they right? said. They got yeah. the 10 in there or the 11? They have the 10. I'm gonna verify yeah. right now. It that's is a beefy little processor. It is an A10X Fusion yeah. chip. Yep, that is a powerful little chip. Yeah. So that'll be good. It can it, handle those Ks. <laughs> that can handle those Ks. Now, what I like here is that. It is a, they've expanded the actual operating system a little bit and now has, I don't know if it's always had HomeKit built in, but now it does, which is really nice. Uh, however, I'm not sure how nice HomeKit <laughs> plays with everything. I use a, a Google Home currently and it plays mostly nice with other things. It's very, the yeah. whole, we did a whole episode on this, I'm pretty sure, but. We um, did, but I, I just want to rewind because Apple did um, open up HomeKit a little bit. They mm-hmm. now have, um, I forget what they call it. But it's like the not fully licensed version of HomeKit because to do that, you have to actually get some Apple hardware into your product. Got it. But this is just a software only version of HomeKit that you're allowed to do now. You don't have quite the most perfect, beautiful setup as you would normally get with one of these fully licensed ones. Hmm. But it does mean if you're just a little IoT hacker like me, uh, you can, if you get through this terrible document that I've been slowly trying to get through, implement their protocol and become a HomeKit device. So they have opened it up a little bit. Got it. Yeah. And I think what's interesting here, though, my still my main problem, I would say, is that as a developer, I still am going to have to worry about one, if I fit in my app or if I fit in a game, I have to worry about the Siri remote, which is still there. So the Siri <laughs> remote, if you're playing a game, is a little bit tricky. Yeah. Um, and also, <laughs> you terrible. Have, yeah, you have to be aware that they still have the old Apple TV, like that is still around. They're still going to sell it, which I think to me is really silly, because that's 149 compared to oh. 179. So like, why? Like, why? Right? Like, yeah. Why? Hmm. Well, someone's got to pay for those Ks, I guess. I guess so. First time runners. (laughs) Yeah, I I guess. I don't know. To me, I so I already have an NVIDIA Shield, uh, a Google TV, and that's had 4K for like years. So this isn't anything (laughs) new to me, to be honest with you. Um, No, I, I don't know. I think to me, I literally had nothing written down. I had no real changes besides the 10X. There's a new sports thing, and it's $200, which is a real... I mean, that is the NVIDIA Shield pricing, which the NVIDIA Shield can stream real <laughs> games from your computer to your television. Well, la-dee-da. Yeah. This can mirror iOS devices. How about the, that? This one says <laughs> Apple on it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to defend the Apple TV. Yeah. It's a good little puck. But the last one, I think I paid a dollar for. I got the developer version. Yeah, I got that one. Yeah. So I'm not sure if I'm actually going to shell out the money for this, but I probably will because I'm an addict and it's bad. I like the, I've always, you know what I've really always liked though for the development part of the TV, both, um, both, both Google TV and Apple TV. What I've really liked is that I feel as though developing for the TV and application almost brings me back to the original days of developing for a phone or a tablet. It's almost simplified where there's only so many ways to navigate and to do navigation. There's like, there's one way you have the tabs on the top or you have the tabs on the side and this is how you display information. It's very streamlined, I would say. And it's almost minimal where you're only exposing minimal parts of your application into the tv so if you're building a weather app you may have some video you may have your forecast but you're not gonna have all sorts of ridiculous touch input because you need to be able to swipe through really quick so to me developing for the tv is actually interesting i've never done it but i really want Mm -hmm. to i don't know what i want to do but i want to yeah it's funny you say that because i totally agree uh you come up with a simpler ui if nothing else it's because of that stupid remote that you have to deal with and how easily it can navigate around but at the same time um it's kind of neat to see your app on a very large tv you know taking up a good chunk of the room and while the pixels may be chunky on non-4k you still do have a large 
area to work with and the possibility of creating a high density of information, you know, crazy sci-fi dashboards, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do kind of love the idea of apps being on this giant thing, even though, like you, I haven't quite figured out an app to put on it yet, aside from games, obviously. Yeah, games are like the... I don't think I want to do shopping on my television, necessarily. Mm. I mean, I want it's usually mm. a consumption device, but... It's a good enough Amazon app, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I think if you could talk, I guess if you could talk to it, because there are Siri integrations mm-hmm. and audio... Mm. I'm not yeah. sure. I don't. They didn't really announce a new TV OS necessarily, but there is a new TV OS. I'm sure. Wow. So we've done two products that neither of us are actively writing apps for. <laughs> Watching. No. TV. No one cares <laughs> about the first two products. So you held in there, and if you did, it is all because of our amazing sponsor this week. That is right. The number one company that I love. I love all companies. Let's be <laughs> honest. They're all number one. But I love this company. They've been a long time sponsor and supporter of Merge Conflict. I'm talking about Syncfusion. You know Syncfusion, Frank. You know them. You love them. You use them all the time. I use them every day. And what's awesome about Syncfusion is they literally just came out with this brand new V3 of Essential Studio for all their products. They have this beautiful new picker, this awesome, ridiculous new radio uh, radio menu control. Like you have like a little, let's say, um, settings button and then it pops out and it has all the little things in there. They even have this brand new control for text selection and copy support inside of a PDF. That is bananas. I have no idea how to do that because I never want to develop that. And that's why I use Syncfusion Essential Studio for all of my applications, whether you're developing for Xamarin, iOS, Android, web, UWP, you name it, they support it and they have beautiful charts, controls, PDF, Excel viewers, presentations, autocomplete, all the stuff that you don't want to develop by yourself. And now you're asking, how much does this cost? Frank, ask me, how much does this cost? I would be willing to pay upwards of $10 billion for this, but for the sake of the matter, how much does this cost, James? $10 billion is a close estimate, but it's free for the community edition. If you're an independent developer making under a million dollars a year, free. Oh, Boom. I love that deal. It's, it's such a good idea. I, it's I remember the, the old licensing deals were never that simple. <laughs> so it's so awesome. Yeah. And then after that, it comes in with flat rates starting at just thousand dollars that's it just everything you need thousand bucks for everything so if you're making a million bucks a year give them a grand because they have (laughs) everything that you need and now you're asking frank i need this i need this in my life where do i go well it's easy you go to syncfusion.com slash merge conflict that's syncfusion.com slash merge conflict to learn more thanks syncfusion Yeah, thanks, Infusion. Every time. All right, baby, let's get into it. I am ready. We are finally going to talk about the new iPhone, the thing that we've been waiting forever for, the thing that we never knew what to call because it was going to have a new number and we didn't know what number it was going to be. And then they tricked us. They came out with two numbers for two different phones. Amazing app. Yeah. It's magic. And, and they skipped a number in between, too. They pulled a Microsoft. So Could you realize that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, so everyone, so there's now currently, correct me if I'm wrong, mm. there's an iPhone 7 today. Yeah, yeah, I, I have one. It's good. It exists. It exists. The natural thing that would come after that would be the iPhone 7S. Natural. You say as if there was some kind of pattern established or something like that. Explain yourself. As if for some reason there was a a three, I guess there was a three GS, yeah. and then a four, and a four S, a five, and a five S, a six, and a six S, a seven, and then an eight. Yeah, um, it's a little weird. Um, I don't know. Should we do conspiracy theories? My conspiracy theory was they weren't sure if they were actually going to ship the ten this year, so they had the eight as a backup, and then they decided to ship both. I don't know. How can you explain it? They skipped a number. I think to deal with it. I think they're just literally at this point trying to compete with Samsung because there's the Galaxy S8 and next year will be the S9. So already they'll be ahead of the S9, which will now look old. I like that conspiracy theory. That one's way better than Mm -hmm. mine. Yeah. Yeah. Because numbers matter. You know, it's one better. It's one better. (laughs) It's one better. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So what did they do? They they created the phone we all feared that they would create, which is just a minor upgrade. So what should have been the 7S became the 8. Because now this thing, mm-hmm. this video though, as it started to roll, I want to comment before you get into it. Okay. 
I thought that the entire intro video when they were unveiling the iPhone 8 yes. was in a rose gold model, and I got really excited. It wasn't. It, there is no rose gold model. It's gone. Oh, no. This is the new gold. But it looks like rose gold, but it's a new gold. Yeah, it's pinkish. It's pinkish. It's pinkish. But it's upsetting because it's no longer rose gold. <laughs> Anyways, can continue. I forgot where I was. Okay, so we got... What did what did they change? It's a minor upgrade. Uh, we got a faster CPU. Uh, we got the mm-hmm. A11 Bionic. And let's get back to that Boring. Bionic part. That's awesome. Two fast cores, four slow cores. Magic. Boring. Uh, they gave us a glass back back. Oh, boring. That, no, that's awesome because everyone knows boring. the iPhone 4 was the best iPhone. <laughs> and so we're back to that, which is awesome. I'm really excited. What is the best iPhone? What is the best iPhone? 4S. 4S. It lasted forever. It was like the 5S. Well, like they're the both 5S good. The 5S was a little okay. bigger. Pick a size. Right, go ahead. 4S <laughs> is good. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. 5S had Touch ID too, but yeah. Yeah. Um, 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 wow. New cameras? Got new cameras. Yeah, always updating the the megapixels, right? I guess. Boring. <laughs> Boring. Do you think we'll have a new antenna gate now that we're back to the fourth style? That'd be cool. Boring. Okay. Wireless um, Qi charging. Now that's hotness. That's hot? Okay. Now that we're back to a feature we stole from Android, it's hot again. Yes. Okay, good. So this yep. is awesome. I'm not one of those haters. I was totally jealous of wireless charging forever. So super happy to have this. Yeah. And here's the problem with wireless charging is that it never caught on. I mean, it did kind of catch on and people tried and even Ikea built it, started building in their Ooh, furniture. No. And Qi, which is QI, which I've been pronouncing incorrect until <laughs> Apple corrected me, Thanks, is Apple. the standard. Yeah. And they are working. I'm, I'm glad that they didn't reinvent a new standard. It's just going to work. All the Qi is going to work well, with the iPhone 8-ish. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll get to <laughs> we'll that. Get to we'll that. get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Now, what I do want to say is that because Apple is Apple, and they'll sell a bajillion iPhone 8s and 8Xs, eight, iPhone 10s, whatever they're calling it. OS, <laughs> 10, OS 10. 10. 10. Okay. It's a, it's a big X. They're going to sell so, a lot of them. They're going to sell a lot of them, which means that now you're, we're going to start to see wireless charging built into more things. Yes. And it will also mean that it will become a standard staple in Android devices as well. It already has in some, but now some have been leaving it out because they're like, oh, no one's adopting mm-hmm. it. Well, Apple adopted it. Now they better adopt it or die. Yeah, I was joking with a friend that I'm going to cover every flat surface in my apartment with one of these charging <laughs> devices uh, because it's going to also support the AirPod case, which I'm now stuck with carrying around mm-hmm. constantly. So come December, I believe we'll be able to buy one of those. And then I was joking earlier because he said, yes, they did adopt the standard G, but then they also announced that in about a year, they're going to release a product which um embraces and extends chi <laughs> so that you can charge multiple devices on one pad but yeah it's just nice to have this wireless stuff coming in i'm i'm over wires it took me a while mentally but i'm giving up on them um <laughs> so well what i like is that if that air power mat that'll charge everything can charge my iphone and android devices because it is cheap driven Mm -hmm. then that is like really nice thing for a family household to have and i think that's just nice yeah uh speaking of wireless did you notice that they also uh have bluetooth 5.0 support this is a feature i was laughing about about from android o because i didn't even know it existed and i guess here's apple with 5.0 I guess gotta have it. I gotta read some blogs or some articles to find out what that is, but probably doesn't have well, anything to do with the charging. But just made me think of it's, it. It's definitely one better than Bluetooth four. <laughs> totally one that better. Is one better. <laughs> yep. And so this thing that I literally had that written down. I had glass front back. That's cool. It comes in silver, space gray, gold. The the gold does look like rose gold, so that's mm-hmm. the one I would get. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, it's it's the the A eleven Bionic. Yeah, let's let's talk about this. So they're calling it Bionic because um, this is the first GPU that Apple has created in house. They mm. broke their contract with. I always forget Samsung. the name. No, it's not Samsung. It's a person who actually built the architecture of the GPU. Oh. It's actually the same company that made the Dreamcast architecture, and it's oh, been that same one in the iPhone ever since the very beginning. 
It's um, why we have uh, tiles, you know, in, in programming, how we have CA tile and okay. the UI is composed of that. It's because of how that driver worked and how that piece of hardware worked. It was a tile renderer. Interesting. So, but Apple said no more. <laughs> They're going to make their own. So this this is the first GPU that they've built themselves. Who knows? They might still be using the IP of the old people, but mm-hmm. I don't know any of that stuff. But it's Apple designed and it's glorious. Yes, in California. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think what's cool is that when Apple does design stuff, they're thinking about the software too, mm-hmm. because they said specifically, and they did demos around this, that they're really building it to be augmented reality first. Um, so that means that essentially things that are running on Core ML and Metal and AR kit are going to be super highly optimized. Yeah. With, with this hardware. You know, this is going to be their first AR phone, if you will. Yeah, and it's really exciting because I think we were all impressed with how well ARKit and CoreML ran on just all the hardware. You know, it mm-hmm. kind of just worked. And so it's nice to have some hardware actually tuned for it. We're not at it yet, but the iPhone um, 10 has um, actuated both cameras for the dual lenses. And mm-hmm. that will help a lot with uh, keeping images registered for depth mapping and all sorts of good stuff. So it's yeah. really cool to see that. But one thing that I was really interested in was uh, going back to the GPU was that they said that they are um, specifically speeding up parts of core ML or metal, whatever you want to call it. And that's the bionic part. So they're trying to speed uh, up neural networks. And they weren't very specific on which parts they're speeding up, but it's just kind of cool to be getting dedicated transistors to help out. Got to have those transistors. I mean, <laughs> I like a good transistor in general. And if it's in my my actual processor, then bonus. Yeah, they're kind of that's boring when they, they're by themselves, you know. <laughs> Yeah, what was what was interesting about this is that I think the iPhone 8 reveal was actually really short lived. We all knew because Apple leaked so much in the last <laughs> thing. <laughs> essentially, someone just took a a jackhammer and just like let me just drill into this puppy, right? And yeah. and we we knew at this point that I think there was no 7s, and then all the rumors of I try not to read anything. I mean, I listened to the talk show and what Gruber was saying a little bit. Yeah, but I was really I wanted to be surprised me a little too. bit. I like surprises, yeah. but then I saw the stupid render with the top of the iPhone 8 and the edge to edge, and I go, well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so what did you think? I, so then they came out and they said, I, this, we only got one Johnny Ives video this That's entire right. yeah. show, one. Yeah. And those are my favorite parts of the entire keynote <laughs> is when, okay. when, when Ives comes the out and just is like, yeah, it's the best. It's actually what I look forward to out of an Apple white world as he discusses higher yeah. level design concepts. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. <laughs> so they wanted to build a phone. They wanted to build a phone for for the next generation. So they built the they built two phones because they couldn't just build one phone. <laughs> so they That'd built be too simple. <laughs> they built three phones actually: iPhone eight, eight plus, and the iPhone. X because there's a big X. Ten. It's a ten. ten. It's a ten. They said <laughs> nine is not good enough. Was that 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 will mean that there will be an iPhone nine next year and an iPhone X two? No, they're gonna do the seven S first. I you gotta if you're gonna catch up, you gotta really catch up. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be great. So what is this thing? Okay, okay. This thing, this thing, this thing is an OLED screen. And for that's two. what it is. That's all I really want out of the stupid phone. Welcome because once to you see 1992, OLED, Apple. Shush your mouth. <laughs> I was just recalling that uh, the first OLED screen I ever owned and used was on a clamshell phone I had, and it was on the exterior screen that just showed the time, you know, and it was single colored. But I remember thinking even back then, wow, that's a gorgeous screen. So I'm just excited to finally have a big phone with a big screen that's all OLED. And then they did something crazy and tried to make it edge to edge and introduced the knot. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? <sighs> Look. <laughs> After thinking it through, <laughs> um, the alternatives, I, I wanted edge to edge. I'm one of those people. I, I like the mm-hmm. whoever has that phone essential. on Android. Essential, is that it? Yep, essential. And how it actually curves around the bezel a little bit. Oh, yeah. I love that. 
yeah, I want that. Mm-hmm. But they didn't give us that. It goes edge to edge and then a tiny bit of <laughs> tiny curved bezel at the edges. But then the real trick was the top of the phone because that's where you put all your sensors and everything. And what they did is they carved out a notch and it looks terrible, honestly. I think it really messes up the UI. Yeah. Um, it really breaks the edge to edge because you're not getting edge to edge. You're just getting this little ears, little pop-up ears at the top now. But thinking it through, there really weren't too many alternatives to that. So I'm going to accept it begrudgingly. Here's what you could have done. Mm, All right, here we go. Here's what, what you, you could have done. Let's do this. So the essential phone, why this works on Android is because Android already has this kind of built in in mind because of where the hardware buttons are for the back buttons and on screen. So it's okay to actually notch out. They have this little tiny itty bitty notch in it, right? Now, mm-hmm. they made this big notch because of the face ID we will get into. And yeah. I love the construction that's happening over at your office right now. Yeah, um, it's very important. Yes. So they're, they're literally building the next iPhone XX over there. Um, so here's what they did is it's, it is a large lip. And then they wanted to say that it's edge to edge. So they made it so the screen just kind of has a notch. So more than half, I want to say, is blacked out. Now, here's what they could have done, Frank. Why don't you mm. just make the whole top, like have a little top black bar on top, right? Like, uh-huh. like why? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so small already that it's way smaller than what the other Apple is. Then you can be edge to edge on the bottom, and then then you don't break every single app that's ever been created for iOS. Can I give you a reason not to do that? Because then you can't say it's edge to edge? Nope, no. So actually imagine it in your head. So you have a fully illuminated screen showing white content. It's on a web page or something. And you're holding this phone in your hand. And it goes to the left edge. It goes to the right edge. It goes to the bottom edge. But at the top, there's this black bar. Well, now that black bar signals to your head. All iPhones have always had a black bar at the bottom of the phone. So you're now the top now feels like the bottom and you're going to want to rotate that phone around. No, there's, it uh, would look very silly if just imagine in your head a, a bright white display with a black bar at the top. It just looks wrong. I, oh, man. That's I, my best. That's all I got here. <laughs> I just, or you uh, I mean, I uh, got you a little bit. <laughs> you got me a little bit, but what if you took a little tiny black bar at the top and at the bottom, just a tiny split at 50, 50. And then now the phone is completely symmetric and you like don't symmetric. know which way is up. No symmetric's bad because you don't know which part to put to your ear. If you do get a call. Yeah, Cause we're all idiots and we can't figure it out. Uh, you know, <laughs> playing devil's advocate yeah. defending the indefensible <laughs> this is a this is a tricky one because they did this edge to edge and they got rid of touch id which is very sad why can't they just put it on the back frank why can't they put it on the frank it's where it belongs the touch id i don't where know it belongs. that would be like a bump or something i don't know i've never had a phone like that that's weird so let's talk about what we do get with the notch though mm-hmm. what we get is a tiny little connect which on this radio <laughs> program i specifically said i doubt they'll do because it's going to take up way too much power and is way too hard and guess what they did they put a little connect mm-hmm. on the front of the phone it's got it's an awesome. infrared camera flood illuminator proximity sensor microphone speaker ambient light sensor front camera <laughs> and a dot projector all in the one dot place. projector projecting thirty thousand dots yes. on your face so it can cre- recreate a 3d model of your face yes. pretty darned impressive what they squeezed very there. impressive Yes. <laughs> so this this is definitely going back to the old Amazon phone and the Project Tango and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so phone. they released going to the developed Fire Phone. Was that the Fire that Phone? That was the Jeez. Amazon Fire Phone. Had, it had mm. that one actually had six or five cameras on it though. Like a billion. Yeah. yeah like, let's throw eight thousand cameras on this. Oh, they didn't have a projector. They didn't actually have the dots. Hmm. They probably had the dots, but they're just like all yeah. the all the things. So many all the sensors. <laughs> all the sensors. Yeah. 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 Okay, so they released um, some APIs, and you can actually access some of this face detection stuff. Now, unfortunately, I haven't actually gotten to dive into them. What I would hope is they give us access to that dot map itself so that we can reconstruct 3D scenes and use it as like a little 3D scanner and do lots of cute little tricks like that. 
But in the very least, they're going to give you access to the face data so that you can make very obnoxious Snapchat plugins. There you go. I like that. Now, they do have, I'm going to link to this. They have a very nice document on how to develop for the iPhone X. So mm-hmm. they talk specifically, the, sorry, it's, it's going to OS X it all the time. It's on <laughs> oh, Mac OS X. Killing my soul. <laughs> iPhone 10. Just put a 10. I don't know. It's stupid. Um, now, that, here's the question for you. Will the iPhone 10 always be the iPhone 10? And then we'll look at different names of mountain ranges, kind of like a Mac OS 10. Oh, yeah. So like 10.1, 10.1.1. They can really screw around yeah. now. <laughs> anyway, so you get a new, it says they, they're going to talk about here Face ID, right? So basically, I'm yeah. assuming it's the same. And then True Depth, which works with ARKit. And they'll talk about how it's uh, here. So this is how it's in here, right? So they give you with Face ID of mm-hmm. part of AR Kit a way to get access to the thirty more than more than by the way more than more than thirty. <laughs> not it's probably thirty thousand and one, but thirty thousand invisible dots. It's probably thirty-two thousand seven hundred and sixty-eight. Probably, yeah, <laughs> most likely. And I think they call that local. There's local authentication, and then there's base tracking with AR Kit, and they actually have a video to go along with it, which is pretty cool in general yeah so this is this is all clever so it's taking a little 3d scan of your face and deciding using that as kind of your fingerprint and then unlocking the phone but then from an api level you get that same kind of mesh points and they've made a ridiculous app with this the <laughs> animojis oh my god i love uh, it so the animojis track your face um what look up when you look up turn left when you turn left smile blink can you stick out your tongue i hope you can stick out your tongue this is the best. Do that a lot. yeah uh is that good is that bad i want to know your honest opinion here james um what a great demo to have <laughs> on stage they also showed snapchat and how they made it better and then heather was like it looked like snapchat and i go yeah it did look like snapchat but it was um i mean it, it went on too long that's the problem is Oh, okay. It went on the, Just the demo. The, the, you weren't happy with the demo. No, I love the demo. I thought the demo was great. I thought that the watch OS taking a phone call from your watch was more impressive than and then the Animoji. <laughs> but I will say that I was relatively impressed. And I could I told Heather, I go, I'm like, screw it. Pre-ordering two. We're becoming I'm 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 buying an Apple Watch. I'm buying a home pod. I'm buying Apple <laughs> TV. We're going all oh, in on Apple. And she goes, No, that's stupid. I go, Yeah, you're right, that's stupid. Oh. Uh, close. You almost <laughs> Were you actually hoping that would happen? You were hoping for an actual vindication there. A little bit, no. yeah. No, it was almost there. And I think that in general, if I was to talk about, well, I think it will unlock a lot of cool supplementary things inside of applications. The problem here is that it's only going to be iPhone X for iPhone 10 for a little bit. Um, Thanks. For a little bit. Um, so, yeah. um, at least a while. Yeah. We'll it's got to be an expensive piece of hardware, so it, it's not going to go into the base phones for a while. Yeah. It'll probably trickle down. This phone will just stick around for a while, and it'll eventually become the cost-effective phone. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know if I'm going to like it over Touch ID. We'll find out, um, but I'm not at all one of the conspiracy theory people worried about Apple scanning your face. I trust them to actually keep the data local and everything. It all so. stays on the device. Yeah. And, well, here's, yeah. I, I tweeted, they they not only put a camera in this thing and all these dot sensors, but they built a neural network into the pro, I don't know. Yeah. Can you describe what this, what they did? Because I tweeted about it and I figured you would have <laughs> fainted by then. You probably stopped watching, but uh, when, I, when I hear the words neural network, I know Frank is going to get way yeah. too excited. Yeah, well, there's lots, there's a lot of stuff going on here. Um, one thing that I caught, uh, so they said that they're using a neural network to do your, to do your, your basic matching. Are you you or are you someone else? Something's got to make that decision and they chose to use a neural network for that. But the one thing that caught my attention was they said they trained it on a billion images, which is pretty astounding. That's a very large data set. Most data sets are 80,000, 100,000, you know, something like that. Um, so hopefully this is an, an amazing network that they squeezed on here. I, I can't wait to actually get the binary and see if I can find the network and <laughs> see how big it actually is. But what you do is uh, you, you train a big general purpose network on everybody's faces. And you get it to the point where this network basically understands what a human is. And then uh, you do what I don't, I think they might even be calling it enrollment. This is where you have the phone measure your face. 
And now what it does is it takes everything it knows about faces and tries to match that to your face and represent your face in, in those, in those terms of what it already understands. Once it's able to do that, it can recognize you versus other people. But basically, they're using this big pre-trained network that understands the general ideas of a face and then fine-tuning it a bit with your face to tell you from other people. Yeah, and it's my guess, but that's what it sounds like. Yeah, that makes a lot. And they they did have the, with all these different sensors, very much like the Kinect, it cannot be spoofed via like a printed photo of you or even a mask, they said too, which is pretty cool. You know, poor Craig uh, Federighi, who I love, um, (laughs) you know. Demo fail. Now, here's the thing is, I, I don't think it did fail. I'm reading an article on Yahoo talking about it a little bit more. And here's what I think happened. And I think Craig actually was trying to say that it actually was working as it proposed. I think he just messaged it wrong because it's really hard in that situation. So Craig, he's so excited to demo the feature for the first time. Now, this is something that it has to work a hundred percent of the time, or it might as well not work, right? Because if you if you were in some of the earlier versions of Touch ID that weren't so good, you're like, oh, I'll just enter my pin or this or that. But now everyone just uses yeah. their 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 finger. Yeah. Craig picks up the phone, <laughs> and you have to look at it, and it the unlock symbol comes up, and then you can swipe up from the bottom. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And it won't unlock for him, so he goes, "Let me try that again." <laughs> he does it again, and what actually happened is, I think. And what I would have said if I was demoing and if I was fast on my toes or what Craig, what Craig should have said is he goes, oh, see, it didn't unlock because this isn't my phone. This is Tim's phone. Let me grab my phone. Right. Ah, nice. Smooth. Um, mm-hmm. and <laughs> Very good. What, what someone was saying in this article is that someone actually set it up incorrectly and that it either didn't finish uh, setting up Face ID because it went to the pin unlock code or it was set up for somebody else. So. Oh, that's funny because I heard a totally different story. Oh, yeah. The version I heard was that um, the, the stage people were just going around and rearranging things and they would actually pick up the phone and look at it, not knowing that they were having it scan their faces <laughs> and it had run out of attempts because you get like three or five attempts oh. just like with Touch ID. And that was the story I heard for why I failed. But ah, they all sound good. I like all these stories. That's interesting. Yeah. Like I said, I, I have faith in it. Um, the biggest part for me is, am I going to remember to open my eyes? But I guess you're going to have to remember to open your eyes. Got to open your eyes. Your yeah, you got to open your eyes. <laughs> I think what would be interesting Maybe is... Maybe smile. <laughs> yeah, they said that it will work in dark. It'll work in light. Yeah. It will work if you have glasses on, if you have things on, if you're growing a beard. It will learn about your face over time. It's a little freaky. Should be hilarious. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see. I, I, you know, everyone's going to come out with ways to spoof it in its first month. That's the goal. Um, weird masks. Yeah. Weird shapes. We already know there's tricks you can do to neural networks. They're not that smart. And so you can just put weird symbols on your face to completely fool it. Mm. But yeah, what's the point? It, it'll be fine in the every case that you want it to actually be fine. Uh, yeah. And they threw out some numbers because... They really, I think this was the sell, right? They really wanted to sell this thing because they were not only coming out with Face ID, they were also getting rid of Touch ID. Like Touch ID is gone. Yeah, right. So what that means is that- It has to justify the giant notch too. Exactly. (laughs) And what they were saying was that, hey, um, when you use Face ID, it can only be spoofed one in a million. Million. Compared to one- in 50,000 with Touch ID. Yeah, and I never would have guessed Touch ID was that bad. <laughs> if yeah, you had me asked either. me, I would have guessed a much bigger number, but it turns out one in 50,000. Yeah, We're and I actually, I actually read this post by Troy Hunt. Hmm. Uh, on, he just came out with it like a, a few days ago based on no ID versus pin versus Touch ID versus Face ID and talks about it and mm-hmm. the different implica- implications and things like that. Um, you know, mostly what happens is there is a backup pin and he was saying that there's actually an interesting thing that you can do is in the face id if you want to you can actually go ahead and tap on the tap on a button five times and it will then remove your face id so you then have to enter your pin manually so for some reason yeah that's a pro tip for anyone who has an iPhone. Uh, if you ever need to disable Touch ID, maybe you've been arrested or something bad or mm-hmm. you're crossing a border. Who knows what your reason is, but you want to disable everything as quickly as you can. Just slam on your lock button five times very quickly. And that'll, 
Also bring up the SOS mode. So if you're ever in an accident or something, then it's one slide away to contact, I guess, oh. whoever whoever's closest to you. Hit that button five times, swipe, and you have SOS, and it also disables all the biometrics. Oh, that's genius. I love yeah. that. Five clicks. Nice. Never forget. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Crazy. Pro tips. Pro tips. Pro tips. All right, what um, else is there on this phone? It's got the new processor, just like the 8, so I think they both have the same processor. Yeah. Uh, anything same. else? Glass back. Um, new camera arrangement. The cameras are vertical mm. instead of horizontal, which is weird. I don't know why they would change it, but they must have their reasons. Internal things. There's no, <laughs> still no headphone jack. <laughs> no. Now, do you like the design of it? I'm not. Imp- I'm. I'm. I'm just no longer impressed by phones because they all look the same. I am. I told Heather. I said I am waiting. I really want the day, and I know this is going to be far out, Frank, but I mm-hmm. think you'll agree with me. I want the day where literally Apple comes out on stage and they're like, here's the next thing. It's no longer a phone. Mm. It's like Westworld where it's like this thing that like unravels and it's all super cool because this just like it almost reminds me of an iPod. <laughs> Do I think the phone is going to last? Yes. Um, I think the form factor makes a lot of sense in a lot of scenarios. It's palm-sized. We're humans. Our palms aren't really going to change in size. Our fingers are a fixed size. So while you can make things thinner and all that, I think the basic geometry is always going to be there. Our vision is only so good. And so there's always going to be room for a a device about this size. But, you know, pocket watches turned into wristwatches. You know, they might move around on our body, things like that. We might get glasses. We might get um, contact lenses to do it. But I think that's all pretty far away in the future. So for my current lifetime and as far as I need to look ahead, I still am excited by phones because it's always with me. It's my the most personal computer we've ever had in our lives, in human history, whatever. Um, it's here and it's going to be here for a while, I think. And so I'm still excited by their improvements, even if they are incremental. Yeah. Meh. We'll see. Unimpressed. No, I think okay. it's, <laughs> um, I I think that the Face ID is fine with me. I don't. I, whatever. I think you that don't even it's use an iPhone. What do you care? Uh, well, because you know, I have. I you know, this is setting a precedent. 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 Yeah. Precedent. Press. Press. It's precedent. Precedent. If I could speak <laughs> proper English, um, it, it's going to set the the staple for essentially other Android phones that are coming out. What's the yeah. next, and then how can things okay. get better? You know, I, I there'll be a lot of copycats. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Samsung already has a sure. uh, face, and Google's had one, but they said it's never for important. It's to yeah. unlock your phone, but nothing more. You can't make purchases mm-hmm. with it. No, and Apple's mm-hmm. like, no, this is for everything. You know. <laughs> Well, they got rid of Touch ID. So, yeah, this is how you use your credit card now, which is a little yeah. weird. We'll see how that goes. I Yeah, I tend to fail at that kind of stuff. Oh, I did want to mention one thing. Can I complain about one thing? This is in our supersized episode You're here. You're complain about Apple? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's the edge to edge again. Uh, <laughs> the edge to edge to the bottom introduces this giant horizontal line and i guess it's supposed to be an indicator to you that you can swipe up because that's how you get to the home screen now because we don't have a button anymore um but it's this giant horizontal line that just goes on all your apps and i think it's so ugly and i can't wait it can also slide left and right or something like that yeah, it's a cool, uh, they integrated the app switcher, so it's much mm-hmm. easier to go back and forth between apps just by sliding horizontally on the bottom. That's cool. That's a good feature. Yeah. But it also required that they change how Control Center works now. So now you have to pull Control Center down from the top. Control Center used to always come from the bottom. Uh, so it's a little, a little confusing now. <laughs> so it'd be fun to see how long it takes to redevelop muscle memory on this thing yeah it's gonna be a change for quite a few people i think mm-hmm. but you know i think it's something that apple clearly had to do because phones i think you know you keep hearing it all the time phones are boring phones are boring phones are boring <laughs> and you know phones are only boring because we've all like you know said like everyone said the iphone is the way that everyone should make a phone so every single phone then looks like an iPhone. Yeah. So in yeah. that, 
it's at least cool that they're doing something new and then that something mm-hmm. new is okay is this so that's fine i'm okay well, with it. all right well next year I'll, I'll hold my hopes out that you get your new magic device yeah even though i think anyone's working on well, one right now <laughs> actually i don't have to wait long because google is going to be having their event on october 4th excellent how exciting we can do a whole nother google episode yes i'll even watch that how about that that'd be great i like that <laughs> i love it so it'll be interesting no i don't think we'll do a whole nother. we'll do a maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll just talk about it for like five seconds i think and be like hey oh, you go. oh. i mean it'll okay. be fine it'll be great it'll be a new phone a pixel 2 will be a pixel it'll be a pixel and it'll be edge to edge and it'll be great see Probably. you're see you're so excited about these phones his phones well you know i i'm i'm ready for an old phone because my phone's currently like two and a half years old because i'm rocking in a uh, nexus <laughs> 6 not even a 6p or a pixel but no a 6 because uh all my phones die well you we have to get the new pixels so that we can play with all the new features come that's on that's true gotta we get gotta that play with the ar core AR core. yeah it's important to it's our cool. work <laughs> so how was your feeling to summarize overall how do you feel at, from a consumer and a developer point of view Oh, I'm actually very pleased. Um, the watch, I I expected an update. They gave us an update. I wanted a phone that wasn't just a faster CPU that actually had some interesting features. And I actually am excited by all the hardware in the notch. I don't like the notch, but I love all the hardware in it. And I want mm. that OLED screen. So they gave me what I wanted. And for that, I'm happy. Okay. Simple as that. I think that from a consumer point of view, not being an iPhone person at all, I think it's cool. I think it's nice to Mm -hmm. see things progress. I'm really excited that they are at least catching up and doing better than what I guess, um, you know, they did in the Android world. It's not catching up. You know, they said they couldn't release the OLED screen until there was one good Mm -hmm. enough for the iPhone. So the previous ones, obviously. Not good enough. enough. Hashtag not good enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's okay. I'm excited to see what they do and what happens next in the world of just phones. And I'm, I think I'm just ready for something new. But I, I will say from the developer point of view, I'm a little bit sometimes worried when they do these big device unveils. I mean, I understand why they have to do it. But now, if you are preparing, some, imagine you were like, oh, man, this AR, this AR thing's really cool. I'm going to do all this work. So you pour in months of work to do mm-hmm. like this facial recognition thing. And they're like, oh, here's two lines of code. And you're like, you want, you know, <laughs> I, oh. and yes and no. Um, yeah, I, I know where you're coming from, so I won't yeah. even argue it. But I, I think I that it. that's fine. And I think <laughs> from the other point of view, what is unique is that this change is the nub, the nubbin, if you will, the nub up top, the long nub. <laughs> okay. Maybe okay. the longest significant change in iOS and iPhone design since the iPhone 5. Or I, I don't know. I think I'd even go back to the beginning. It's always been a bar at the bottom, the a bar at the top. That's what the yeah. iPhone is. I'm worried, Frank, that it's going to mess up all landscape applications <laughs> just don't know have you tried xamarin forms on it yet i'm sure if you're no. using the apis as exactly the documentation tells you to and you follow the hig everywhere in your code you'll be absolutely fine okay. if you override anything okay. and change anything you'll probably have to test the <laughs> heck out of your app the good news is the um GM, the gold master build of Xcode 9 is out and you can, it has all the new simulators on it. One of the simulators is the iPhone 10. So you can run your app in it today and find out and how then, it looks. And then you can take more screenshots oh, yes. for iPhone X specific. Hmm, I if there's a new icon size too. That would be yeah. exciting. <laughs> Ooh, gosh, I hope. I, mm, super retina, right? Yeah. So let's log into our Apple developer account. Let's open iTunes Connect. Let's click on an app. What I'm curious about here is that when you go into an app in the developer portal here, because now you can now submit some stuff, mm-hmm. and there's some Xamarin mm-hmm. stuff in there too. Do they have a new what size was, for the 10? I'm curious. So let me do... You'd have to update one of your apps so you can get to the screenshot editor. Well, I'm just on the rejected version. Nice. 
<laughs> so I do new version. IOS. No, this is the new one. Yeah, it just says iPhone 5. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, no, it doesn't have anything special. iTunes takes time to update, Some time. too. <laughs> well, there you have it. So mega much episode. mega episode. Under an hour. Let's get out of here. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to Merge Conflict and our amazing sponsor, Sync Fusion, who's hanging in there through this whole episode, syncfusion.com slash Merge Conflict to go learn about their awesome controls. Find the show online at Merge Conflict FM absolutely everywhere. Leave us comments, send us an email. I think that's about it, Frank, that I can think of. Go pre-order your new iPhone. Yes. All right. Well, (laughs) (laughs) until next time, this is Merge Conflict. I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Frank Krueger. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.